I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 233 of the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I am doing all right. How are you doing this Tuesday evening? I am doing good. I lost one of my contact lenses today, (laughs) tragically passed on. So all day I had just one eye and let me tell you, it is horrible because it affects everything. It affects my ability to see, my ability to hear, Mm -hmm. my ability to everything to the point where I was doing, I was multitasking today and like I couldn't do it because like I can't see in one eye. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, so I did not like that at all. But other than that, I have been doing good. Um, possibly something that did help my eyesight today was I was listening to the newest episode of Scruffy Looking Podcasters. Mm-hmm. And what a delight. I can't say enough. What a delight these four gentlemen are and, and Matt Mole. Matt Mole, who requests his own intro music on a podcast. Matt Mole, who also insists that Ted Mosby is not a terrible guy. So, And Matt Mole, who sends gifts with his business card. (laughs) Look, if people want to send me gifts, they can put in as many business cards as they want. Oh, I can't wait till I get business cards. I'll be handing them out like candy love it but i i thoroughly enjoy that podcast and i thoroughly enjoy all of the scruffies including three men and a baby i was trying to like shorten that up but you can't really shorten that up uh no because then it's just a movie yeah baby mole (laughs) it just is weird but what's going on with you uh not much uh haven't really been up to anything particularly, um, you know, uh, not sleeping, having panic attacks because of stupid books that I read. That's a fun one. Um, other than that, you know, okay. 
Uh, I have my tattoo in a couple of days. That's fucking cool. Well, that's good. Well, maybe you should take a note out of Johnny Grasso's book and like just not read. Maybe that could help. <laughs> you know, it was so annoying because it wasn't even like a good book. It just, and because I read, I mean, especially like during the summer, I read a lot of like beach reads, you know, like domestic thriller, like Gone Girl type books. Because I can read them in a couple of days and they're diverting and fun. And also, I shouldn't feel the need to justify reading them. Like, it's not like, like, who the fuck cares if I'm reading Charles Dickens or shit? But, so anyway, I'm reading this book. And it's, you know, it's fairly typical, like, you know, like, suburban drama murder stuff. But then, like, there's this dude who is cheating on his girlfriend with one of her friends. And there was a couple of things that were like word for word almost shit that I had gone through. And it was like, I'm just, I'm like sitting there and I like my, my heart starts racing. Like I'm starting to like, like get super tense. Like I'm gripping my Kindle like really, really hard. Cause it's all this, like this love bombing shit. And this thing where he's like, he's saying, he's telling both women the same thing. And, like, telling her what clothes she should wear and shit like that. And I'm like, ah, fuck, 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 fuck. I can't deal with this. So then I kind of sped read to the end where he gets horribly murdered. So that was kind of satisfying. But I think I need... It's very annoying because it's one of my, it's one of my like, comfort genres. Because it's just something I can read when I don't feel like doing other shit. And now I'm like, okay, maybe I need to to take a break from this kind of book for a while. So that's just yet another thing that this fucker has ruined for me. You know, this reminds me of my diary entry where, you know, my sister Emily steals the man that I love, Kev. <laughs> I, I don't know why this reminds me. No. I, God, I, I fucking hate when I'm going through something and I hear or read someone's story that's like mirrored to mine i just leave the room i i just get up and go i can't believe that you finished the book props to you dude i'm like i gotta i gotta i gotta finish first of all i don't like not finishing a book i mean i'm i'll i will start books and not finish them but then it'll be like that's it. like you know i'll stop in the first like 20 pages or something but i was already like most of the way through this book and i just it was just eerie how like much of it was the exact it was like you know oh i love you more than anyone i have no i haven't felt this way about anybody in years blah 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 blah. And i'm like i can't do this <laughs> oh it was gross but then i finished it and now i'm reading a good book so but anyway yeah it was bad because it was just it's the i mean i've been i've been you know triggered by plenty of shit before but i think it's the first time like just sitting in my bed reading a book I was like <laughs> nope <laughs> it was, you know it was like 10 11 o'clock at night I'm just you know trying to read before bed fucking hell ugh that's a bummer well I'm sorry that happened but yeah there's always a better book and there's always you know as Qui-Gon says there's always a bigger fish <laughs> yeah and, you know, it's, it was fine. The next, you know, the next morning, I'm like, okay, that's kind of hilarious that it was this, like, shitty, trashy, trashy book that I was reading. And also, again, the guy got, like, horrifically murdered, so. Happy ending. 
Yay. I love when villains get murdered in movies. In movies, like um, like Snow White. Uh, she fell down the st- not the stairs. It was like a there was there was like a storm, and then she fell. And then Maleficent got stabbed, and all these Disney villains like just ah, you know. But they're fairy tales for a reason, and they inspire books and media, and sometimes they inspire real people to do terrible things, which is really <laughs> fucking horrible. What's who else? Oh, uh, uh, Harley Quinn came back. Uh, unfortunately, kind of not great, the first three episodes. They're okay, but the first two seasons of that show were fucking awesome, and I was super excited about the show. And I watched the first episode they put up, and I'm like, That's a bummer. Like, it's still, like, you know, it's still better than most stuff on TV. Like, it just didn't, it did, it felt kind of flat. So. Yeah. Well, that's always a bummer when you're anticipating something and then, like, it's, it's shitty. I feel like that's why I'm avoiding watching High School Musical, the musical, the series, season three. Because I'm not sure how it's going to be since Nini's not going to be in it much because Olivia Rodrigo's this, like, full out pop star now which good for fucking her but i miss nini so oh it's my favorite show oh you saw nope nope i saw nope. <laughs> it's fucking good right yeah i saw it with my parents you know parents and daughter night out it was lovely you know, pretending that you're an only child and dumb and dumber. Don't, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, it was fucking scary, but it was really fucking good. Um, Kiki Palmer did amazing. I love her. I didn't expect to enjoy this as much as I did and to get as freaked out as much as I did, especially... When those motherfucking kids in the oh yeah, where we are we uh, uh, that uh, spoilers? That's a, that, that. It's not even. I don't know. I feel bad. It's not even out in the UK yet, but I know the scene you're talking about. And yes, I my mom and I looked at each other and we we're like, "What the fuck is this?" I think I screamed four times. Um, <laughs> But it was worth it. I still, I've, this is the first Jordan Peele movie I've seen, so I still need to see the other ones. Oh yeah, they're they're great. I mean, Get Out is phenomenal, and I really really liked Us. I can never watch it again. It stressed me out too much, but I really liked it. I hate those movies that stress you out. Like when I get stressed out while watching a movie, I immediately have to go on like Wikipedia or something and see how it ends so that I know. Oh, I do that sometimes. Like, the stress just ends up killing me. Like, I need to know things. Just, like, I need to see because then it affects everything. Like, I need things. Like, I I like control. And when I don't have control, I don't like that. Yeah. There was one time, um, there was a scene in, in the third season of Deadwood, which you need to go back to at some point. But there's this super brutal fight that happens in it. And I was like, watch, I like, because Deadwood is a show where maybe that main character who's in the fight is going to die. Who knows? 
so I had to like I had to stop the episode and look it up because I was just like I couldn't I couldn't deal with it and once I knew then I could watch the rest of it but I had to know beforehand so I was like prepared I remember when I was watching Gossip Girl when they revealed that Blair was pregnant I was like I do not remember seeing a baby in Gossip Girl and I was like I need to look this up like I I don't know but then you find out that unfortunately there was a car accident and she unfortunately loses the baby and then she's like uh I promise God that I won't love Chuck anymore since Chuck survived this uh, car accident. So I'm never going to be with Chuck again because you decided to save him, God. And that's kind of the only point of the show when like any sort of like religion or anything is mentioned. So it's like it's kind of it, but it's like so soap opera to be like, if you do this, God, I will never do this again. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. People were fucking weird. Yeah. I started watching Light and Magic, even though I am patiently, unpatiently waiting for my Light and Magic hat. If mm-hmm. no one knows what I'm talking about, uh, long story short, we went to the Light and Magic panel at Star Wars Celebration, and I saw Ron Howard with a Light and Magic hat, and I thought that we were all getting hats, and then when it ended and we didn't get anything, I was very upset because I really wanted a hat. So I'm still waiting on that hat. I will literally buy a Light and Magic hat because I, I really liked that hat. It was a nice material. I like the simple Light and Magic um, I love this show. I love documentaries so much, and especially documentaries about Star Wars and things that I never knew about Star Wars, like how like George Lucas got in this like crazy ass car accident, and like everyone was like, "How the fuck did you survive?" Like I had no idea that happened. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Well, spoiler alert: uh, George uh, Lucas was in a very bad car accident when he was younger, and he survived, and then. Yeah, I guess uh, he was just destined to do something because he survived a very bad car accident. Hmm. The more you know. But yeah, it's really good. They got good interviews. Um, You know, it's about ILM, so you learn how they did all the special things and how they built the special effects and different ships and how so-and-so was created and... It's great. I haven't finished yet because they decided to put all the episodes up at once, which is very foreign for Disney Plus. Well, not entirely, but I almost hope that they would have just put it out like week by week so that each yeah, week. I mean, it's a documentary. Like, that's what they did with the Imagineering story, which is a great story. If you haven't watched that documentary, Emily, about a corporation that you love. Uh-huh. I definitely recommend that you watch an Imagineering story because it really shows the magical part of your favorite, one of your favorite corporations. Oh, and I think the uh, I think the podcast that I did talked about it at one point, so I think I just listened to that instead. How are those boys doing? They're good boys. Yeah, they just continue to be good boys and doing like weird, really hyper specific podcast and i enjoy it very much i'm hoping they do something for d23 because i remember the last one they did i almost went to one, their live show but i didn't but if they end up doing something i might want to go 
I kind of regret because they were in New York a few months ago and I wanted to go but then I'm like it was like one of those times when it, there was like an optic with COVID and I'm like the bell house is not a good place for social distancing so I just sold my ticket to somebody who was coming in from out of town and really wanted to go and hadn't been able to get a ticket and I'm like okay I feel better that's that's okay so kind of you Emily it came out eventually on the podcast anyway. I felt, I felt, I mean, I was, and I knew this was going to happen. The, their, their guest was going to be Griffin Newman, who I fucking adore. Cause I, he lives here and like, he's like on their podcast quite a bit. It's like, I'm it's going to be Griff. I really want to see him. But, and then it was, so I'm kind of like, oh, I should have gone. Well, next time. Yeah. You'll see him again and you'll, you should make them cookies again. Make them like Pardon? Mickey. You should make them Mickey Mouse cookies. I'm not gonna make. Th- I make. I only. I made cookies for Steel because I knew Steel. I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna hand a stranger food and expect them to eat it. That's such a great way to make friends, Emily, by giving them your food. I'm no, no. Don't give people food. Don't give strangers food. But what if it's like the best food they've ever seen? Like if someone came okay, up to me. Okay, but. But then it's like you if you're like if you do a like you know relatively popular podcast to the point where you're like selling out like you know like you not it's not like the bell house is huge but you know it's a couple hundred people like I, I don't want to put somebody in the position of like do I eat this thing that this stranger gave me or not because it might be poisonous you're trying to poison them it's one thing if you hand them, it's one thing if you like give them like you know like a wrapped snickers bar or something that you know oh this is something you talk about on the show a lot here's this thing but homemade cookies not gonna do it maybe something more maybe you can make them like cereal or something and then put it in like individual (laughs) boxes okay that's even fucking weirder but then no steel i made i made wookie cookies for a steel show and they were very good but again a new steel different well maybe when you get to know them more then you should bring food <sighs> okay if i ever become friends with the guys from podcast the ride i'll make them cookies okay okay that's that's a good deal i i think that will that will really help your friendship flourish with them okay okay now i'll get to um light and magic at some point at some point when I've got nothing else to watch and I'm like sick or some shit. That's the time to watch that. Yeah, but you know, other than that and getting ready for, you know, fantasy football. <gasps> That's right. We have our the scruffy looking podcasters uh, English Premier League fantasy thing that we are both in somehow. It's just so hard for me to say no. Someone's like, hey, Brittany, you want to join this club? Yeah. Hey, well, I don't hey. want to be left out. Oh, I the same. Doing it. Fucking same. Yeah. No, I honestly, I thought that would be fun. Like, I've never joined a league before and I have no, I don't watch soccer. So, like, that makes me, like, even more excited for something that's so foreign to me and something that I get to do with my friends and they get to help me decide, like, who I get a bench or not. Look, I'm going to, my, my goal is to not get invested because, because I don't know what I'm doing. If I get invested, I will be upset when I lose. 
So I need to not get obsessed with it. And that just means doing the bare minimum of like making sure the players I have selected are actually playing that week and that kind of thing. I'm not going to be like studying statistics or any of that shit. Well, funny thing. That's why Carlos didn't want to join because he said, I'm going to get too invested in this and I would rather not. And I'm like, okay. No. But it'll be fun. There's lots of good people in it. And we're not playing for money. So, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Matt Mole isn't uh, charging us 20 bucks per uh, per game. <laughs> I think he's going to pay one as well. But I'm staying far away from that shit. I'm just so curious now about Matt Mole. Like, <laughs> I... <laughs> All these stories I keep hearing about him, like I'm just very intrigued. We we figured this out. He's he's Australian Michael Pappas, and it, I'm, and like it it's it's funny because like now I'm figuring this out. Like I'm putting all the pieces to the puzzle. Like when we're waiting in line for Dole Whip, and then he he just pops out of nowhere and he already has a table. And I'm just thinking, how did this happen? But. The man, the myth, the legend. So, we have some Star Wars stuff to talk about. But, before we get into Andor, because I haven't seen the trailer yet. A cool thing dropped today on the Star Wars Kids YouTube. Um, And that is... What is it called? Lightsaber Academy. Lightsaber Academy. Look it up if you haven't seen it yet. Because it is our friend Sal Perales as a Jedi teaching kids how to use fucking lightsabers. And it is rad as shit. I mean, Sal, obviously, if you know him, he and his family do a ton of cosplay but there are, he's also really involved in the saber guild and they do lots of like demonstrations and he has seriously legit skills he is incredibly athletic and incredibly talented and he's also the most charming man in the world so watch him teach kids how to use sabers and it's like all cut together with footage from the film and stuff like that and it's just super cool so watch it no matter what but if you have kids who you know have some toy lightsabers they can learn some cool ass shit. Yeah, and there's already four videos up on YouTube. There's, you know, learn the ways of the light side and the dark side, learn to be a Sith like Vader, learn to be a Jedi like Obi-Wan. There's several different videos that you can watch. And if you have kids, you can watch them with them too. You can be like, hey, that's my friend. My friends, that, like, think about how fucking cool your kids are going to think you are because you're friends with a Jedi. Yeah, it's awesome. And also, it's just really cool to see good people get rewarded. It's just, it's really reassuring and it makes me very happy that this really good guy I know got to do this super cool thing that, I don't know, I just, it, it makes me really pleased. 
Yeah, I'm I'm very pleased too. You know, Sal's a wonderful person. We every time we mention him on the podcast, it's always something positive because that's just what he brings to Star Wars. Him and his wonderful family and seeing him on the Star Wars kids, you like seeing him as a Jedi, as a Jedi, doing Jedi shit is so wonderful to see. And it makes me really happy. Because yeah. here's the thing. Out of everybody we know. Sal's a Jedi. Oh, yeah. Not just the fact that he can wield a lightsaber and jump around like an actual professional stunt person. But just his whole attitude. He's a Jedi and he's awesome. And I love him. I love him too. I'm very proud of him and this achievement. And you know, is seeing his possible other achievements too. Like they they have to bring him back. There there can't just be four videos. There has to be four hundred. Yeah. And also just put him in a Star Wars. Yeah. And just do a whole show about him. He's already mm-hmm. there. I would watch that. Yeah. I would watch that. Yeah, I mean, all of our friends are employed by, like, Lucasfilm now. I mean, you have (laughs) Ajax, you have Corey, you have Aubrey. Like, all of our friends are now extras in Star Wars. And maybe, maybe we'll be in Star Wars. Because, you know, it's it's association, you know, like six degrees of separation. Mm -hmm. Um, So that means... You know, just Emily, just, you know, if you get a phone call from an unknown number, answer it. Because it could be Lucasfilm telling you that you're going to be in the next Star Wars. I barely even answer phone calls from known numbers. So it's just going to go to voicemail and I'm going to miss out. Or they can like they can like chat you on, I don't know, like WhatsApp or like Facebook Messenger or something. Just (laughs) always keep that open. Yeah, Yeah. Especially Facebook Messenger. Facebook Messenger, I'm fairly active on, but <laughs> I wonder why. I have no... Uh, why? Why are you so active on uh, Facebook Messenger? I used to use that shit when I was in high school. Are you Almost in... like there's... Yeah. There is. I use it to talk to one particular person, but anyway. D- just fucking DM me on Twitter if you want me to be in Star Wars. That's That's how to really communicate with me. Or Facebook Messenger. So Emily can talk to two people. So. Andor. Trailer came out. Yesterday morning. Also we got the announcement that the show has been delayed by like three weeks. (laughs) What a shocker. Um, it, I mean, it feels late to be delaying it, but I mean, it hadn't been like they were really pushing that August 31st date. I mean, I, mean, I know they had, it had been on stuff, but it wasn't, you know, a huge promotional thing. And my guess is they didn't want to have it up at the same time that She-Hulk is. Because they've seemed to try to keep their stuff fairly separated. I mean, there's been overlap, but I can see not wanting it to, to you know, start the same time. So it's going to be premiering with three episodes, 
which seems like a lot. I'm not in love with that, especially not on a Wednesday. But whatever, it's 12 episodes long that makes that a little bit better. Like if they had done Obi-Wan, three would have been half the show. So uh, anyway, I guess I haven't seen the trailer yet. I've seen some screen caps. Uh, so I know, I know like Ben Miles is in it, which I'm very, very excited for because I love him. He is great on The Crown. He is good in the show Coupling, which probably does not hold up at all in the year 2022 because it was fairly, uh, as much as I loved it, fairly sexist even at the time. So probably terrible to watch now. He also, so he, on the stage production of Wolf Hall and the sequel, played Thomas Cromwell. And then when the third book came out, he narrated that and also re-recorded the two previous audiobooks. So I have listened to that man's voice for, and I mean this literally hundreds of hours, with how often I have listened to those first two books. So seeing him in Star Wars, I cannot wait. Also, he was so good in The Crown as Townsend. I loved that character. I felt so bad for him. Me too. I just wanted him to be with her. I know. Well, oh. I guess, he, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, at least we'll get to see him. I mean, I guess they, you know, have to at least somewhat stick to history and can't be like, hey, let's just pretend she married this guy who she did not marry. A person can dream. I mean, that shows <laughs> that the crown is real, because if the crown wasn't real, they would have been married. Oh, they were so sweet together. Fuck monarchy. It's bad. So I, we're going to play the trailer. And I'm going to watch the trailer for the first time. Yes, and feel free to make any moans or any... Because uh, I I still love and appreciate Catherine's moans from reacting <laughs> to Andor. So I am ready for your moans. Okay. I have it just pulled up on the official thing. Yes. On YouTube. Okay. Three, two, one, play? Yes. All right. Three, two, one. Was that little Andor? Maybe. Ooh. Star Destroyer! Fuck, I love Star Destroyers. To steal from the Empire. You just walk in like you belong. Oh, They're fuck. So proud of themselves. <gasps> Oh, yes, spy shit. Oh. Little spy. <gasps> spy spy. Clone troopers. Oh, fuck, I love him. Two tubes. Wow! Yes, 
Oh, she looks awesome. You're sleeping. I'm not sleeping. Moth, moth. Fiona Shaw. I can't believe that you weren't spoiled about Saw. I knew he was in it because I saw the poster. Oh. <laughs> but I didn't know he was in the trailer. And it was cool to see him again. I think it's cool to see that we're meeting a bunch of new characters. And like I feel like none of the focus was really on Cassian. And everything else is on, look at this. Look at this character. Look what Mata's been doing. Dude. 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 Okay. So. I mean, first of all, it looks like Stellan Skarsgård is in the show a fucking lot. Yeah. And it's like, a, like, like he's going to be like our leader dude. But I am still, because it's Stellan Skarsgård, like 80% sure he's going to turn out to be an Imperial. Because Stellan Skarsgård does not play good guys. Okay, occasionally he's played good guys. But Stellan Skarsgård mostly plays bad guys and is mostly scary. Also, maybe that is just me because we've talked about this before. I really, really want a like spy in the rebellion because I think that's a cool story. And also, that was—I mean, that was what the like very early days uh, character of Krennic was going to be—that he was part of the team and then was a spy. And obviously it became a very different thing. But back in the like earliest days of the drafts of that script. And so I I want there to be somebody, somebody in this show, one of the rebels needs to be an Imperial spy. Has to be. But, I mean, it looks fucking good. I mean, obviously, you know, the, um, the volume is leaps and bounds ahead of traditional green screens and some directors have used it really well, but we have seen a lot of times when it looked cheap and chintzy. And so I am so glad that Tony Gilroy has used so many actual sets. Like this show looks cinematic in a way that Obi-Wan and Book of Boba and a lot of Mandalorian did not. And that was one of the things that I really loved about Rogue One was some of those scenes that they filmed. You really felt like you weren't surrounded by a green screen. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. And I, I'm just... Look, obviously, I feel bad for... Gareth Edwards and I feel like he gets left out of the conversation of Rogue One a lot even though that was really his baby but I 
fucking love Tony Gilroy as a director. I think his shit is awesome. I Michael Clayton is one of the best political thrillers the past 50 years. If you haven't seen that movie, dear God, it is incredible. George Clooney is amazing in it. It is just like a cool, quiet, legal thriller, and I love it so much. It's so intense. And the idea of that guy doing Star Wars makes me so happy. Partially because he isn't a Star Wars fanboy, and I think that helps so much to just do his own thing and not get bogged down in, hey, here's this thing you know. I'm sure, because it is Star Wars. There's going to be some of that, hey, here's this thing you know. But I don't think it will be nearly as egregious as it has been in the past. And the cast is incredible. I mean, first of all, Stellan Skarsgård. Dear God, that guy is awesome. Fiona Shaw is incredible. I love Ben Miles. Um, Anton Lester, who was uh, Lester, who was uh, uh, Quiburn in, uh, in Game of Thrones. We see him there. Um, what a great cast. I mean, it's just, there's so many cool fucking people in it. There's so many, like, Emily people, like, character actors I'm weirdly obsessed with. This is your show. Oh, my God. This is so my show. And I think the um, the female intelligence imperial officer, I'm excited about that. Look, obviously, I still want one of my guys to be in it, but... Maybe he's their leader. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm kind of happy to have a a woman as your main villain. That'd be cool. We don't have a ton of female imperial officers. Yeah, I'm going to hate though the comparison game to Reva and her though, like because I feel like a lot of people were very negative towards Reva. Which, yeah, well, this chick's white, so it won't be quite as bad. That's why, and that's so fucking frustrating because Star Wars fans are fucking terrible. <laughs> they're the fucking worst. And you just there, you know, there's gonna be a ton of like super angry people because uh, so uh, Fiona Shaw, God bless her, did an interview where she's talking about like this is Tony Gilroy's like version of like a trumpian world where <laughs> the norms are are slowly being eradicated and and it's it, oh man people are gonna have a field day with that but god bless her the fact that she said it i love it so much but i think that's also really cool because it's like i was reading this interview and like the way she's just talking about it this is a period we haven't seen like we've seen what it is before the empire and we've seen what it is when the empire is fully in control but I am so fascinated by that that slow erosion of democracy and that slow erosion of, of civil rights as as these you know, they take control and the way that average people can can ignore it because it's just such you know, it's the it's the it's the frog in the boiling water thing, you know. If you put a frog in a in a pot of boiling water, it jumps out. But if you put a frog in a pot of room temperature water and turn on the heat, it'll allow itself to be boiled to death. And I mean, <laughs> goddamn, just looking around at our world right now, there is a, you know, 
a serious like just everything is awful all the time and seems to be getting worse every day so i think it's the perfect time for this show and i think tony gilroy is a is somebody who will not pull his punches there I was recently watching a lovely video from our friend Josh on his Star Wars Spelt Out YouTube channel of Catherine reacting to Andor. And a lovely commenter posted um, in regards to saying that he was excited for the show, but didn't want any woke shit. So to that person, I apologize for the inconvenience, but this is a fucking political thriller. Sit down and enjoy your orange glob god be destroyed. No, I... Uh, Crazy. It just... People are fucking stupid. And this is exactly, like, what we need right now. We need Tony Gilroy and his magic and this show. Because this is something that Star Wars has kind of not avoided, but I feel like something like so focused on, you know, what's going on and, you know, fighting for justice or anything like what a proper time. Yeah. I mean, the classical, uh, obviously Star Wars has always been political, but, yes. and, and, you know, sometimes very much so, I mean, honestly, even just like the Ewoks, but there's also can be a very much just, hey, it's good guys versus bad guys. And this looks very specific in its criticisms. And I can't wait to see what that is. And also, it has goddamn Mon Mothma in it. And just that line she has about, like, you know, if they just think that I'm a nuisance, they won't pay attention to what I'm really doing. And oh my god, I'm so excited for that. I want him on Mothma novel so bad. She's so fucking cool. She is gorgeous. She has amazing wardrobe. Ugh, I'm just fucking in love with her. I I feel like a lot of the wardrobe for um, all the Alderaan costumes was like superb. So I'm really excited to see the Senate wardrobes. Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Padme Senate costumes were some of my favorite costumes to come from Star Wars. So seeing what they've done in the past and seeing what they can do now, I am so excited. It is like my, I'm watching the Oscars on Sunday night eating Chinese food, but no, I'm watching Andor every fucking week happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we already, we saw that dress that, that Mothma was wearing in the, uh, the, um, entertainment weekly photos. Oh, I love it so much. We're going to see more of that. I mean, just that scene when she's talking to Ben Miles. And I, I love how everything's just, like, pristine and white. And ugh. pure. Yeah. Like, she's there looking incredibly cool. And he's there with his awesome gray hair looking super cool. <sighs> Mothma's just such a great character. And I'm so happy that we get to find out more about her importance and how she really did one for the rebellion she was the rebellion yes. and i'm so stoked for that yeah and i hope we i hope we kind of see how that comes to be because that's such a like i think it is lost because obviously she's such a let's, let's be honest such a minor character it is lost how 
brave she was to do what she did. I, the risks she was taking are insanely high. I mean, way more than we see through, honestly, most of our main characters. I mean, she was doing was so fucking dangerous. Because she's in the Senate <laughs> as a rebel. Like, her and uh, and Bale as well. Like, what they were doing is just... you. You're basically risking death every single fucking day. Or t- well, actually, you're risking torture every single day, which I think is even worse. But I, I and I know he's not in the trailer, but I still believe we we have to see Bale in this show, right? Yeah, because he's a senator. Yeah, and a, one of the leaders of the rebellion. Like he's got to be in there. Oh, good old Jimmy. I love oh how I'm excited for every character but Andor in this. I mean, I'm excited about Andor, but I'm just like looking at everyone else being like, oh, all these shiny new toys. I'm so excited. These people I don't really know well. I mean, I know Mothma, but not very well. It's like I'm going on like a yeah. first date with everyone. Here's my worry about Andor as a character, as the main character of this show, which is I don't know if Star Wars will let him get his hands as dirty as he needs to and as dirty as he got them in Rogue One because in he's in, like I mean obviously in Rogue One he's one of the major players but he's not you know he's not Jim but the first time we see him he he fucking kills his source a guy who had helped him because he couldn't risk that the guy would would betray him or expose them. And so that is a very important part of his character is that speech he gives to Jin about how, you know, like the things that they had to do. And I, I wonder if spe- specifically a Disney Plus Star Wars show will be allowed to give that as much weight as I want it to have. I think Tony Gilroy probably pushed it as far as they let him. However, I wonder how far that ends up being. I wonder too. I really hope that they make Cassian very similar to the character that we met in Rogue One. I I don't want them to soften up or to, you know, fluff the pillow that is Cassian Andor. Like, I want that pillow to be fucking thrown around and like a a 10-year-old pillow versus like a brand new, never used pillow. I want something complicated and something that I'm not sure whether or not this is good or a good person or not because meeting a character for the first time and them killing their source I'm not sure if this is a good person dude that's still like one of my favorite moments in like a theater watching a Star Wars movie for the first time I could not believe that happened and that is something that I again it's something that I love about about Rogue One. But I also think is important to explore is that when 
when you're in an uprising, you, it, there's only so much moral high ground you can hold on to. And yeah, like he's still the good guy. I still think, you know, I think he, he probably made the right decision there. But I need to see him making decisions like that. And that's why I really hope we see a lot of of Saw because that's one of the things in Star Wars I'm really interested in is is Saw and and his and his partisans against the mainstream rebellion. And we know that they came to loggerheads, uh, Spaw, uh, Saw and Mon Mothma particularly over their methods. And uh, Mon Mothma is more of the of the of the you know the purity of the movement where where saw is more we need to get shit done and sometimes that means you blow up a thing that kills a lot of innocent people so i i hope that gilroy is really allowed to explore that in all the different ways it deserves to be explored and i i i I have some faith and I don't think he would have done the show if they had tied his hands too much. But who knows? I believe that they will go the route that we want them to because they revealed nothing at Celebration. If they really thought this show was going to be flowers and unicorns and daisies, they would have you know, shown us pictures, talked more you know, about the show. Like They told us absolutely nothing so that helps me believe that oh we're getting some shit in the show you know versus kenobi where you know mom was making us sandwiches every morning and sneaking us in like a piece of candy or something like just (laughs) surprise yeah also i'm just glad i'm glad it has 12 episodes because that's some time for this shit to actually breathe. Yeah. And I'm hoping lots of, you know, like multiple storylines going on. And I just, uh, I just really, really, really want Krennic to show up. He will eventually. Maybe not season one, maybe not season two, maybe season three. I mean, he still has to grow all of his hair back since he had to shave it for that one thing. <laughs> I, yeah, I want, I just, I feel like you need to at least see him at some point. Um, and he, the part where I'm torn is I really, 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 really want to see Tarkin. But I know if they have him, he'll be a weird CGI thing. And I don't want him to be a weird CGI thing. I would rather they just recast him. Just, I mean, fuck it. Just get Guy Henry to play him without the weird dots on his play face. Like, just use his actual Guy Henry face. Because I want... Because he's my guy. And I want to see him. Because I fucking love Tarkin so goddamn much. Like, he's... My favorite Star Wars character, I think. But I can't deal with the fucking weird dead eyes. And Dot's face, you know, putting Dot's on, like, some poor dude's face. Think about all the damage those Dot's are doing to that guy's face just so that yeah. Peter Cushing can show up on the screen again. I 
just hire a dude that looks like him. Like, get Revenge of the Sith mofo and tell him, okay, you're Tarkin. <laughs> okay, maybe don't get that guy. <laughs> maybe get someone like that guy. I Get, get Guy Henry. <laughs> yeah, get a... I wish we had a friend that looked like Tarkin. Like, we have Jim Henson. Oh, so do I. We... You know, I'm I'm going to after the podcast. Um, if if uh, Halloween cost, I'm going to give Halloween costumes ideas, not to you, but to uh, um, <laughs> people that we know, just so that I can see if you agree with my ideas, which I usually have pretty good ideas. I have to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if people are people are into role play, but I guess we can find out. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Look, he's not going to listen to this. It's fine. But... He doesn't listen? <laughs> I don't think so. What? I don't believe that. I, I'm fine with that. I know. And I don't think Carlos listens to us anymore. I think he did when we first started dating because he's like, oh, this girl likes me. And now, like, I, that I'm here. You know, we, we have a home together. He's just like, I, I've. You, he hears you a lot. He hears me. He can probably hear me through these walls. Yeah. Which. I mean, it's not like you listen to every episode of his show. Oh, God, no. I stopped like two years ago. <laughs> Um, three actually. Um, yeah. Also, you know what? The fucking last dude listened every week. That didn't end up so well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that's very true. Um, <laughs> fuck. But the moral of the like, story. Hey, you know how you know how there's an episode of our podcast that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know. That is why you should not listen to podcasts because, you know, you could be like me and like find your forever partner or like find someone that you want buried in a ditch. <laughs> to be fair, I've, I found other good people. Oh, so that's right. Okay. That's right. I mean, how can I forget? He lives on Facebook Messenger. Like, I think that <laughs> meant like I think that he's like Yoda and lives on fucking Dagobah. I mean, like technically, I mean, he does live on a different planet, like a different planet technically. So I'm not wrong that he lives on fucking Dagobah. He might be a Yoda. I mean, he's he's not 900 years old, but he's also not 23 and works at Dairy Queen. Which nothing wrong with working at Dairy Queen. My brother worked at Dairy Queen for years. Yeah, look at Emily's. Emily's brother is successful, mm-hmm. has a lot of animals. That could be you. <laughs> Works for MIT. Yeah, he's doing good. Yeah, I would have much rather rather worked at a Dairy Queen versus a casino. Yeah, I mean, I could understand that. Yeah, but you would have been a lot more greasy. Yeah, I'm already greasy enough. I can already see like the grease like forming on my T zone right now. <laughs> I need to take a shower after this. I sometimes I think about Star Wars and think about like how I hate it sometimes but then things like this happen where something that is really bad sometimes and really good sometimes like brought us together 
in this like weird format in life. I mean, to think that in less than a year, we're going to be at some shitty London theme park together <gasps> brings me an incredible amount of joy. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Oh, I'm just so like every time I'm, I'm I've been sitting at work like the past couple of days being like, I'm going to wake up one morning and be in Paris. Like how fucking magical is that? Like I, yeah. I am Blair Wardorf in fucking Paris. Like I have all the shopping bags and that really shitty dress. Like that's going to be me soon. I'm Probably so not excited. Quite the same budget as Blair. You know what? A girl can drink. No, I, I'm not going to go shop. I mean, I think it in my head. No, I'm going to be, be holding just a bunch of baked goods. That's really, literally, literally oh, okay. going to be me. There you go. Like, get it's like a fucking baguette, some croissants. Son, tons of baguettes. Like, I am going to get like a baguette that's like the size of my fucking head. It's going to be the greatest thing I ever put in my mouth. I, sorry, Carlos. I can't wait to eat all the bread, eat all mm-hmm. the delicious foods that are in Paris and then go to London, <laughs> go to London and tour London. You know, I don't know. I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked to get to see yeah. you again. Get to see all our friends again. Um, How weird is it? The next time we see each other, it will be in a different country. It's banana. It's like, uh, you know, when like your favorite TV show, they go on like a vacation somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's, that's going to be us. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I'm going to go to Scotland. I'm going to become friends with the Loch Ness Monster. That's my goal. Yeah. And I'm going to Normandy. And then the day later, I'm going to Disneyland. (laughs) You can become friends with French Mickey Mouse. That's crazy to me. I really hope that I need to learn some French before I go over there because I want to be able to understand all the nice things. Well, I'm not sure if Disneyland Paris has the same talking Mickey at, um, because there's a talking Mickey Mouse at the Magic Kingdom in Florida. And I think that only talking Mickey lives there because weird things happen in Florida. So I'm not really sure about Paris. But all I know is that there's a magical train that takes you to, like, Disneyland Paris. And, like, there's a bunch of hotels. There's a fucking five guys at, like, the (gasps) Disney Springs area. So I'm excited that I get... If you fucking go to five guys... What the fuck is wrong? Well, I mean, think about all the the restaurants at Disneyland Paris. Like, I don't, I haven't heard the best reviews of Disneyland Paris food. So that's true. So, Five Guys, a nice burger with like a ton of mushrooms and lettuce and. And onions, no tomatoes, because fuck tomatoes and fuck Luke Skywalker. I just can't wait to just eat. and But uh, no fries. I'm fine with no fries. And I give me all the peanuts. I love a place that provides me nuts. Give me... Do they still do the peanuts? Or did that go away at COVID time? Went away at COVID time. They have peanuts back. Okay. I haven't been, I haven't been to Five Guys in a couple of years. I miss Five Guys. I like to get the hot dogs there. Because they split them and griddle them, so they get like little crispy edges. Maybe next time I go there, I need to get both a hot dog and a hamburger. The, the hot dogs are fucking good, and I like that. I get I get jalapenos and cheese and bacon. I've and... never had cheese on my hot dog. Oh my! Seriously? Oh my god, Brittany, you are missing out. Cheese dog, fucking the best. 
I miss Chicago dogs now. <laughs> I don't like Chicago dogs. I don't like relish. Oh, really? No. Don't like relish. Because they use, like, the disgusting, like, sweet relish. Fuck that shit. I like specific sweet things. And then certain fruits. If I, I, I can't fuck with tomatoes. Tomatoes are really the only thing that, like, if someone's like, oh, hey, or, like, some peppers or something, like... If tomatoes or, like, peppers didn't exist, except for, like, jalapenos, I'll fuck with a jalapeno, then I'll be fine. Because I, I just don't like the consistency of having, like, a good burger or something and, like, just yeah. this wet, soggy, grimy. No, but if they, weren't, if they were not tomatoes, then I would not have, like, spaghetti sauce. And I fucking love a spaghetti sauce. I like ketchup. Oh, yeah. I like salsa. I do, too. I just don't, I don't, like, a slice of raw tomato. Fuck off. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I, I agree with that 100%. Raw tomatoes, Luke Skywalker, go fuck yourself. Everything it's, else. It's the, oh, the texture of it is so disgusting. I know. Like the squirty little seeds. Ugh. I don't want to eat something and have to swallow a seed. Ugh. Ugh. It's not a slimy one. No. I'm rethinking yeah. my life now. Because of just, like, I mean... I'm I'm thinking really bad thoughts here. <laughs> okay, let's let's veer away from that. Well, I I'm excited for Andor. I'm excited that I'm getting excited for Star Wars again. It's a very foreign feeling and it almost makes me not want to be excited. It makes me nervous. Yeah, like someone asked me today, they're like, what'd you think of the, the Andor trailer? And I was like, it was fine. Because like, that was just like my immediate reaction because I'm just like, I'm ready to get disappointed. So like, yeah, it was fine. They were like, really? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I also couldn't see either. So like my judgment was um, was affected. But you liked it. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know how everything with the main character is going to go. So I guess like I'm kind of nervous about that, but everything else like political thriller, real sets, costumes, imperial villains that that are women. I'm fucking down for that. Um, She looks awesome. She does. Like whatever she says. She She looks scary and I am into it. Yeah, what did she say? Like, don't step in my corner or something. Like, this is like oh, wall ball or four corners. Like, okay, I I won't. Like, if some if someone came up, if she came up to me and told me like stay out of my corner, like I I would just leave the room because like mm-hmm. I just assume Definitely. that her corner <laughs> is just everywhere that she's looking. So, oh my god. <sighs> there is a specific style of icy cold woman that I am very much into. I think that's why I like Nicole Kidman so much, but I'm just like, I can't, I can't. It's too much. The show is going to make my brain break. Yeah. Me too. Well, I mean, we can dream that Mendo will be Bond, but who knows? Yeah. But regardless, Tony Gilroy, please make us love Star Wars again. We believe in you. Help me, Tony One Kenobi. You're my only hope. (laughs) 
God bless him. Okay. And anything else been going on? No, that's it. What a week of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so let's see. To recap, Andor is good. You should see Nope. You should watch Michael Clayton, which I actually might do as soon as I turn off this podcast. Um, and you should watch our buddy Sal Perales be a real life goddamn Jedi. And teach them little Padawans. Those it makes it, it fills my heart. Those lucky little Padawans. I just I you know when you're just like you see a friend like get something that they t- deserve and it just like that kind of warmth and happiness and pride and ugh. I'm just I, I can't I can't get over it so happy for him it just my yeah. heart is just so happy it's the best oh and you should uh, go on to the Star Wars spelt out YouTube and watch Catherine watch the trailer uh, she's going to be doing a reaction show with Josh every week when episodes eventually come out even though it's now three <laughs> weeks later than we had hoped but it's okay it's okay we'll have other things to watch the show is there we'll get it eventually and you know hopefully then without any competition no competition from High School Musical the musical the series yeah <laughs> um yeah oh and the next time we record I'll have a tattoo can't wait to look at it I can't either I am so excited I'm also very nervous not about the actual tattoo part because the pain whatever I don't care like it'll hurt it's a tattoo that's fine that's kind of the point that's one of the reasons I'm doing it but I have to talk to a stranger and I have to be with the stranger for like six or seven hours that is not great at maybe bring her cookies I'm not bringing anybody cookies you don't bring your tattoo artist food that's fucking weird also really not hygienic I tried pretty where on the internet can you be found you can find me besides facebook messenger oh yeah you can find me on facebook messenger <laughs> as I, I think i still have my facebook weird like you can only see me if like you're friends of friends of me because like i think that highly of myself um but mm-hmm. anyways no i think that was something i did when i was a kid because my mom's like you need to protect your facebook no, from strangers actually, that, actually is, that is smart that's that's everybody should have that setting on yeah, strangers shouldn't be able to find you on Facebook. I know because it's weird when like people like follow you on Twitter and then like they don't have like any mutual follows. Like they just follow you to follow, or like people on Instagram follow you and then they're like, "Hey, uh, do you want to wear my jewelry? I'll give you a discount." And just it's like I'm not an influencer, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Canto Brit. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is at CantoBite Pod. If you would like to send us emails, uh, you know, send us your thoughts on Andor or I don't know, anything else. I don't even remember what else we talked tonight. So send us emails about whatever or send us fuck Mary Kills. Uh, and that is CantoBitePod at gmail.com. 
otherwise we will talk to you all next week bye bye Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Ghetto bitch. Brittany the Jinch and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Ghetto bitch number one.